Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, you've never heard of him, and neither have I, but he's here. I just threw the bat signal out, and she heard there was going to be beers, and he showed up. Welcome to episode 53 of season three of the Bruins and Bruins podcast, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by maybe Bruins diehards, maybe Pride diehards, probably Pride diehards as we're watching Definitely the, Pride diehards. <laughs> the uh, Isabel Cup final right now. Um, I'm Chris Gear. I'm one of I'm one of them hosts. Uh, we got Drew the Dube Johnson and we don't have Cam, but thank God. In place of Cam, we have our good friend Patrick Laverty, returning guest. How are you doing, Patrick? Hey, I've been sitting on hold for about the last six days on on the phone here, so I'm glad you guys finally picked up. <laughs> and in addition, we have at Spoke Z, and uh, that's all I'll say. Shout out Chris Rock. <laughs> 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 That's all we got. <laughs> it. We're gonna right. have to. Right. We're gonna Thanks have for to tuning in. That in a bit. Thanks <laughs> we, for we tuning in. To, we cannot do a podcast without addressing. <laughs> By the way, Katie Burt nine fifty eight save percentage during the regular season. Why isn't it? Why isn't it higher? <laughs> Mal's out there eating pucks. Let's see if uh, see if she can win the big games. Yeah. Well. Someone has to in Boston, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's got beers? I do not have beer, but I have cider. All right. Let's start us off, Drew. I have. I do not have beer, but I have cider. Uh, I, I do have not have beer, truck. but I have cider. <laughs> I have a woodchuck amber sweet red apple hard cider. Uh, 5%. Like most, I've, I honestly have rarely seen a cider that is like more than 5%. Once in a while, you have the extra, you see like extra hard cider things, but, but, um, so drinkability, pretty damn drinkable, but it is very like sugary. It's definitely on the sweet side there. Um, so with that taken into account, drinkability is, 25 uh tasteability 37 for the reason i stated before 
sweet. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll. Uh... Oh, it doesn't pass the Drew test. It's in a can oh, okay. that isn't. Uh... Um. Yeah. So in in honor of Lancey drinking Christmas beers on the last episode, um, I have an Elysian the Great Pumpkin Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Uh, it's the the last of my pumpkin beers from this past fall, but it's a cold and rainy day in San Diego. I guess relatively cold in in comparison to a normal San Diego day, but not that cold uh, for everybody else. Um, but I felt like uh, jumping in and and having this last one. It's an eight point four percent beer. These will these will fuck you up. Um, the World's first imperial pumpkin ale, apparently. Um, I like Elysian. Pretty good brewery up in Washington. Um, well, first of all, it like just barely passes the Drew test. I can, I can just barely see him through there. Um, it is a tasteable beer. It for sure has that pumpkin flavor to it. It's not overwhelming, though. Um, I give it a 23 tasteability and then drinkability. This is one where you can taste the alcohol. Like this is high alcohol and you can taste it. That's, uh, that's going to lower the drinkability. Um, go with a, a nine drinkability. When you said high alcohol, I just like pictured stoned alcohol. <laughs> Great, Drew. <laughs> Just imagine what that looks like. Huh? All right, Patrick, you got anything for us? Yeah, of course. You got to always come with the, the beers on the, the Brews and Bruins podcast. So I went with probably one of the all-time greatest beers for this podcast. We Hell went yeah. with the, the Miller Lite. Wow. You got oh, yeah. Mr. Spoke Z here clapping. We, I don't think do I've ever that. seen that on our podcast. I've never seen him clap. I, yeah, <laughs> never have. It is a fine Pilsner beer. So, yes, yeah, it it, we'll, we'll try this one out. <laughs> I was Fire like, me up, Pat. Fire me up, Pat. Let's yeah, go. I, I always like to imagine it's just like, it's a fine Pilsner beer. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I read on the label, it's 4.2% alcohol. And uh, it's in a can, so I guess it doesn't really pass the Drew test so well. I, I can confirm that when you pour it out, it does pass the Drew test. Okay, I'm not gonna. I don't have a glass or anything to. No, you to don't. Try. Have to Cam, do that. Cam tried that like last episode. <laughs> he or the tried, one to before. <laughs> he tried to waterfall it. Yeah, the waterfall pass. But he did it sideways. He, so he spilled he it like directly in his anyway. lap too. <laughs> of course he did. He gave it a shot. I appreciate the effort. So it's probably not like uh, got a ton of taste to it. Might mark it down somewhere around like a. Uh, a Trent Frederick kind of level, maybe about an 11 for the, the taste ability, but yeah. definitely for the uh, drinkability, we, we have to go all the way to the 37. And as yeah. many times as I've suggested that we really need to have some kind of like celebration anytime that something is a 37, we have that ready. Hell yeah. All right, there we go. So we get that ready for the, the 37 beer. Drew, we we should be. I should be like adding something for that. We got. We got to have one of those in in the stock. We got a sound guy. I got. got Colin, what you got? 
Uh, um, well. Hey! Got a goal already? Damn, Jillian I'm Dempsey, behind, the captain. Chris. J- Jillian Dempsey, that's unlike her scoring big goals. <laughs> Connecticut has the puck right now on my screen. I hate Fubo TV. The, the Damn podcast. Fubo. The podcast is not sponsored by Fubo TV. Fuck Fubo TV. <laughs> Any hope of being sponsored by Fubo TV is now long I gone. don't want to. I really would just tell them no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'd say no if Fubo tried to sponsor your your podcast. Like, no, I'm all set. Like, hey, we want to take you full time. Well, guess it, what? It, look, if they were to offer us Suck something, it. we'd have something better. <laughs> I don't know why we have StreamYard. We have StreamYard stream in our back pocket, actually. We're going to yeah. go. In. Sure. Yeah. How can you do anything better than what you're doing right now? We have yeah. DraftKings, but we'll get to that later. Colin. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, Colin, other than uh, just like a big fat wad of dip, uh, what you got going on? Allegedly. <laughs> um. Well, I uh, I got home, and I was like, God damn it, I don't have any beers. So, we have a little, uh, little Arnold Palmer with vodka in it. Classic don't John ask, Daly. Don't ask more of what. Um, yeah, it's a half and half and half. Three halves. Oh, <laughs> Are you okay? There's a lot in there. Um, what what are the things again? Uh, Drew test. Can you see Drew through through it? Uh, and then drinkability and tasteability. Oh, you taste the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> like literally. I know we shit. only go to I for 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 tasteability. I I know we only go to thirty seven, but I might give it a Hall of Famer. Um. What's the other one? Drinkability. Drinkability. Sorry, it's it's literally just like my ears are ringing after that one that the one sip. <laughs> and um, he has like a one liter size mason jar full of this. Yeah, it's there, at least there's only a ton. <laughs> you know, so call I'll give it a, now. a low Jack Eichel a nine. Okay, but but then I sat down. And look what I found. <laughs> That's a course light for the for the listeners out there. Oh my god, what is he doing? What is he doing? Oh, <laughs> a little bit of that in there. You got a half down. and half and half and half now. Yeah. Four halves. <laughs> Mixed uh, with the dip. Oh Allegedly. yeah. Allegedly. Um, that made it better. <laughs> this is just the 37 all around. Notice how not blue the mountains are. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Very... You just found it in your room. I don't even know how long it's been here. <laughs> Sitting there since July. That reminds me of my grandparents when, uh, so they, they get a job done. They, they used to live on a farm, and, and for some reason, my grandfather didn't feel like it was necessary to refrigerate beers. So he would just like yeah. put them in the cupboard on like the bottom shelf, and he's like, "Ah, it's cold enough." Uh, yeah. So I always used to Throw go over the there and, and, and drink the like warm on. Miller Lights. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. 
it, it really exposed it, it really exposed his game when they started coming out with the blue mountain cans because he was uh, he, he did buy some Coors lights and be like hey more for opa, him is there that's <laughs> yeah, cool it's a little but cloudy those, it's a little cloudy he, is all eh? he, he wouldn't drink them he, he would buy them for like me and my uncles and my dad uh that's why i didn't put them in the fridge but yeah it was just, they were just chilling there i guess, I guess that's yeah. fair like fridge space is is precious um so yeah yeah i got yeah I, you I gotta put it. your your cheese in there and your cream cheese and milk milk's gotta go in uh, there yeah uh, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I have. In my big, fridge, big baloney, big baloney guys over there. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, that's so. He he was a baloney san- a baloney and cheese sandwich guy. On uh, Wonder, Bread. I love this guy. He's a meat and potato <laughs> third line grinder. Love this about him. Just get the job done. Throw him out there. Low maintenance. <laughs> Create space. <laughs> <laughs> all right well yeah what, so this uh, is this is this drink is dog shit I'll tell you <laughs> so yeah welcome to the bruise and bruins variety hour uh we're, <laughs> we're it feels we're just, like friday content but it's but yeah it's, it's not friday there. content we're we're Dude, shooting I just shit. Had we're to, watching pride i did a lone hockey. podcast by myself before this <laughs> why you didn't you have us psych- come on your podcast we could have done, made this a crossover I did a mailbag because I got enough questions that I was just uh, there was no way I was gonna do a full and I still went over an hour. It's just me we, every we week. It's just me talking. One of us come on and try, try to fucking try to talk about the wild. Like. We we did a mailbag and uh, no one Anyone. asked us any questions. Patrick uh, <laughs> was kind enough to drop me a, a couple of long form questions in the DMs. Oh, we got a couple. Like, we hey, why don't we just have Patrick I, uh... on to ask these questions? <laughs> <laughs> what a beauty. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess, like, well, we're going to do more of a Pride episode next time, depending on how this uh, this game turns out. If, it, if they lose, then we won't mention it ever again. Uh, if they win, we'll do, like, a 10-week uh, victory lap. Um, but yeah, so far the pride are absolutely just destroying everybody in the playoffs. Uh, I I think, you know, going back to the beginning of the season, since they started off kind of cold and and everyone was kind of panicking, but as long as you got the amount of just sheer amount of talent that you have on this team, uh, it's not something to worry about. And, I feel like we've been talking about this the last couple of years where when it's time to really buckle down and things are, things count as much as the, like, uh, this is an elimination game. Uh, you're going to get the best games. So I was never worried. And here we are. What we got a five, one victory and a six, nothing victory in the first two games of the playoff bracket. Good stuff. Yeah. The whole key, as long as you're peaking at the right time and then you just keep on peaking. Yeah. Never stop peaking. Dude, when your top six forwards and your top four D make up like an all-star team by themselves, you know, <laughs> like it's just insane. I, like when I was going to the games, uh, not last year, obviously, uh, the year before, like it was a, it was a joke. Like they had the puck the whole game, like just tape the tape, toying, and then Putinia would just snipe, and it was like, oh god, like this. I had I was at the playoff game against Connecticut a couple years ago. 
because <clears throat> they didn't finish the final that year. And I was just standing, and I, for whatever reason, all the Connecticut fans were right next to me. I've said this before. Putinia goes cheese. It was insane. And a fucking, like, nine-year-old, I fist-pumped silently, <laughs> just trying to be classy. And I got punched. A <laughs> nine-year-old. Yeah. But it, I was like, is this? So I get a little glove shake. I was like, you want to have one? Let's, let's, <laughs> uh, I, I like my odds here. I'll kick the shit out of this nine-year-old if I have to. <laughs> His family uh, thought it was funny. I was like, ha, 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 yeah, whatever. Fuck. The, the official position of the Bruins and Bruins podcast is that uh, beating up children is not condoned. Mm. Why am mm-hmm. I here? Why do, I'm not a, why do you think I'm not a teacher anymore? <laughs> I mean, I could name like several, several reasons why you're not a teacher. So many good, so many good reasons. So many good reasons. Uh, I, I think the, the best reason I have is that it was Drew's birthday on a Wednesday and you were the person who was just like, yeah, I'm basically just quitting my job as a teacher. So I'm good to come over and hang out for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> confirm. Can confirm. And then I went and coached after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, just, I just walked in. I didn't know what any of the beers were because it was a brewery. So obviously, I have no idea what's going on. And I just walked up, and the lady's like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "I should have thought about this before I came up here." And I was like, "I see a ten percent on there." And they're like, "Yep." They're like, "I'll take two. I and think, then I think I'll go coach." I think it was funny that you were like one of the first people in my life that my girlfriend met, and it was our first time meeting in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like she had met my parents, she had met like my best friends that I go back like ten years with, fifteen years with, and then she meets Chris and, then me. and Colin. Hell yeah! And at least there's like, like I could explain. I was like, Chris, so this guy's like, like I've been doing the podcast with him, you know, like I mentioned a few times. I was like, and so gonna be there this is uh this is uh what's what's your actual name what's your real name this is this is at spoke z it's at spoke z um that's right no you've never heard of him and neither have i but he's here i just threw the bat signal out and she heard there was gonna be beers and he showed up (laughs) and then he's gonna go coach kids he's gonna go coach soccer yeah, so uh, I we'll we'll interject with the uh, pride thoughts as this game goes along. Currently, still one nothing in the first period, uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, the top of mind things thing for uh, Boston hockey fans right now uh, is the UMass Minutemen getting eliminated from the uh, from the NCAA men's hockey tournament, and uh, I I am very upset about that. Um, and I, I, I would like to be uh, consoled. Anybody have any kind words for me? I'm I do think that's happy. like a that's like a heaping pile of crap that the Frozen Four is at the Garden, and they're shipping in all these teams from halfway across the country. Why, why don't we get at least one of the the host teams at least to be in the Frozen Four or something? Because what, what do we got? Minnesota, Minnesota State, Denver, and Michigan. I think that's in it. Yep. Yeah, I stopped paying yeah, attention after four. UMass got eliminated because fucking that's... Michigan oh. tarnished yep. my fucking bracket. 
What's going to be the, the best part, though, with, with Michigan is Johnny Beecher getting to skate on Boston yeah. Garden Ice. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. That's going to be like they're going to do like uh, like Beecher at 1,000 like they did with Bergeron. <laughs> <laughs> like, talk about that. Jack Edwards will mention it on every like anniversary, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, et cetera, games he's played. He'll mention that. And the powers of the garden ice coursing <laughs> through him. <laughs> Jack O'Lantern. But it's about Beecher. <laughs> but Beecher arrives. Jack O'Lantern right now. I can't wait for Beecher to not be at Michigan anymore. Jesus Christ. You're not in Thanks Michigan anymore. Him. Oh, um, Michigan's going to lose half their roster after this weekend. Yeah, they're bringing in they're bringing in six or seven more kids that'll go first round the next couple of years. It, it's a, <laughs> they literally have five of the top seven prospects that are going to yep. college next week. It's insane. It's a it's a joke. It's a factory. Um, um, but I'm like, uh, that was a good like, point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Now go ahead, Pat. There's nothing I, – I probably don't have anything more important to say. To yeah, like two days after the, the national title, I, I saw that uh, Vegas is playing in Vancouver. So is Benier is going to just jump straight from Michigan to playing against the Canucks. The Seattle? What's that? Benier is Seattle. Oh, it's, oh, is he Seattle? I don't know yeah, why I it's – it. uh, 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 who's the fucking um, the Vegas kid? Brisson. I think okay. he's the Vegas kid. I don't know. He, I mean, he's good enough. He could go play. I mean, Vegas stinks, which Hughes is so is good. Disgusting. Hughes yeah, he's brother. a problem. All the, all the Hughes brothers. There's just it's just it's in their it's in their DNA. Like, and of course, power too. Going to Buffalo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to matter much for them. <laughs> No, not for a couple of years. Uh, but I was gonna say, Pat, that's a good point. That like, I really wish there was like a mass team. Like you had Northeastern in that champion uh, in that tournament. You had Lowell and Amherst, the, both the mass teams. Dan um, Drew, just doing us dirty by pronouncing it wrong. Amherst, it's Amherst. Amherst. Yeah, yeah. Sofia Yurkovich got it right, uh, and I'm I'm always impressed when like Boston area people like. Actually, actually get it right um uh, the, amazed, it's a town amazed. it's a town in massachusetts it's just whatever it doesn't look like that's what it's yeah like. it, it's like needham or like dedham like dude know, every city. town that i live near okay Amherst. okay See, i didn't look at it that way because i'm used to it all being ham and it's like oh in my brain it's like don't pronounce ham like when i want to eat ham i should just say ham <laughs> um but, uh I was going to say, Pat, you're right. I wish there was a Boston area team in it. But I'm also saying to Chris, I'm happy that I'm not alone in my dreams being tarnished of Quinnipiac uh, winning it all. Like I, I like left that school and transferred to another. I have no, like, I did not like my experience there at all. But they have a sick hockey team. So I'm like, all right, I'll root for them. Uh, yeah. but they, they almost dude, they pulled it back. off they almost dude, pulled just, it off they dude. almost pulled off the comeback dude and it sucked because i watched that whole first and second period i saw all four michigan's goals to be up four nothing i tuned out for the third i'm like all right there's no way they come back my dad texts me are you watching 
and I looked and I was like, oh my god, no way they came back. No way. And they didn't. I watched. And Michigan, Michigan scored three goals. And it started because Rand Pecknold pulled the goalie with four minutes left while Quinny Piak was fucking rolling with that. It was, it was bad. That was such a bad decision, the dude. Thinking the the only like I, I I disagree with it, but the thinking was they had won five or six straight faceoffs. He was like, "All right, we're gonna win this faceoff. Why not throw a guy out there? Hopefully, get a couple chances. Worst case, get a whistle. But you can't bank on that. Like, just roll with your five guys. Wait till two, one and a half minutes, and pull it. But yeah, they so were then Michigan rolling. scored three more goals, and then. That, so yeah, that's they, what I saw. They literally, they just went globetrotter mode, and it was like, <laughs> up and all right. They just wanted to make it interesting. They got bored. That's I gotta it. grab a drink, but continue. Well, let's uh, 20, twenty-four minutes in. Have not talked about the Bruins one time. Yeah, well, I was gonna say let's have let's have uh, Patrick do the DraftKings read, and then we can uh, then we can move on to Bruins talk because I want to talk some light the lampus oh that's gonna be so much fun but first but first the nhl season has been packed with dirty dangles hat tricks and big wins as the action rolls on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has your shot to win big two new customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get 150 dollars in free bets if they win that's right a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Boom. Uh, great job on that. Uh, we, lo- we love dirty dangles. That, that, uh, that was that Especially was, that was awesome. between the legs, 360 windmill dirty dangles. Um, I only caught the end of that and I'm really happy I'm editing this episode because the only two things I review whenever I edit an episode is the DraftKings ad and comb through to find a, find a cold open. So, um, I'm, <laughs> that's how, that's how filtered or unfiltered this podcast is. So, and for, for listeners, uh, if, if you're wondering how serious an operation we run here, uh, Patrick, just asked like hey can i do the ad read and we we're like yeah <laughs> i was like are you serious no, and Chris the like, response you know from me was absolutely <laughs> i will <laughs> i was more than happy oh, oh man colin, colin, do that colin what are you doing bro? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Let's... I have not made I have not made a video for this podcast in a very long time. I might just have this to. might be the one. <laughs> we got Cam here in the corner to witness it. Uh, all. It's it's a good it's a yeah. Good... He's making me sick. <laughs> so glad uh, Cam could join us. Sure, tonight. that's not the drink. <laughs> no, all it's right, Cam. Let's, let's do some Bruins. Uh, I mean, the hottest team in the world right now. 
Uh, <laughs> Let's do some Bruins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's time. Let's we're it. we're 26 minutes in. We might as well talk. No, about <laughs> I, I just love that. Let's do the hockey. Let's do the Bruins. <laughs> If you hate hockey content, you're gonna love this episode. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been uh, off topic, but on hockey. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the the biggest thing in the world of Bruins fans is the addition of Light the Lampus Lindholm. Uh, I I liked his couple games of debut. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, Colin, where are we at? Uh, I was curious to see what the reception would be because um, he's been – he was probably at his best in 18-19. I mean, it's a kid that he was keeping up with McDavid, no problem. Um, you know, being in Anaheim, he was somewhat undercover. Um, and the past couple of years, he's been hurt. Anaheim has been terrible. Uh, but he's still a good player. So, you know, the thing was at the deadline – for whatever reason, I think it was more just because people were mad that the Bruins went out and gave Derek Forbert three years, three million. Um, even though I, he gets a lot of flack when, it, when they don't need to ask him to do a whole lot, then he's been like relatively fine and he's killing penalties more than everybody else. And he's just like eating shots and then he's just like limping to the bench. I was like, fuck this guy. It's like, this, <laughs> this guy can't win. Like no matter what. So I think it was more, again, like you could say what you want about the contract. It's not a good contract. It made no sense. You could do him or you could do three years of Mike Riley. Uh, but they did both. And it's just a weird mismatch of players. But now it, you have a legit top four. It reminded um, me of the like doing uh, Adam McQuaid and Kevin Miller both for like yeah. the same contract and then like a couple of years later doing John Moore like that. Right. It was, it's it, before the deadline or whatever, it, it was just a weird group of defensemen on one team. And it seemed like it was Don Sweeney and Cam Neely having two completely different visions of what a blue line should look like. Uh, Yeah. Oh no, he paused. I paused to look at a look at a pride chance. Uh, he just froze. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought he was doing the same thing. All right, he's back. <laughs> there he is. That was wild. Um, you know, <laughs> obviously Neely. Neely wants the big guys to block shots. He sees someone that's more than six three, and he's like, he definitely fights a lot, and he's tough probably, <laughs> which Forbert doesn't do. He doesn't do any fighting really. I mean, so it, it was just a weird group. But now you have a bunch of guys who can move the puck. They're mobile, except for Forbert. I mean, he's not even that bad of a skater. But um, and now you have more options. But the thing was, like at the deadline, the the one need that they didn't really have was a better defense because they're expected to give up the fewest goals in the league. Like they just allow nothing, and that's how they've been forever. So obviously everyone wanted them to go out and get that forward, uh, specifically a two C, and that player really just like wasn't there. Um, so they decided to spend big on Lindholm. Now you easily, you know, the biggest strength that you have gets stronger, 
and everything else stays the same. So it was like a little bit of a disappointment in that regard. But at the same time, now your top four is Grizzly, Carlo, Lindholm, McAvoy. That's pretty legit. Um, and the thing with Lindholm, he's going to play a lot with McAvoy, obviously. And that frees up a lot of McAvoy's defensive responsibilities. Like, I think Grizzly and McAvoy, it's a top five D pair in the league. I mean, you have the puck the entire time they're on the ice. Um but at the same time, now McAvoy doesn't have to do all that heavy lifting, so it's only going to make one of the best defense in the league even better. Um, and I think Lindholm, he's like been hungry for playoffs for a long time. He wanted, you know, he probably would have liked to stay in Anaheim just because it's California. It's not a bad place to be. And at the same time, I, I will say, it's a weird part of California. It's a very odd this section. Is, yeah, so it's like south east of la and there's no coastline LA. it's right. uh it's just like there yeah it's it's like it's warm like, it's warmer because it's, like, hey, it's farther away from the coast it's like it's, one of those landlocked landlocked countries it's, it's just yeah i think when they won the cup they were like we're gonna go around the parking lot a little bit here for this <laughs> uh this parade it's gonna be sick um no but i mean i think the kid he's obviously he's he wants to be here he signs that massive ticket um, I think he would have signed that contract anywhere. Well, that's no, the thing. No, he wanted no, he wanted that at Anaheim. They wouldn't give him eight years, or they wouldn't give him more than like I think five. I think so. He I goes with the security. Him, did they give him more money in less years? I thought yeah. that's what I heard. It was more money, but less. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the term, but I mean, you lock up a legit top four D. Now you have options on that bottom pair. You can kind of mix and match, and not really have to worry about um trying to figure out where forbert slots in that decor and then you can kind of decide i guess if they have to decide between mikey riley and Jared forbert which is crazy um because i'm, mikey I'm Riley's extremely legit. mad online about the mike riley scratches yeah it's weird i don't know it's a dude mike mike riley connor clifton lifting this team to the cup that's where that's where we dude dude that's where that's where me and chris king can can get together on right there is we can just we can just ride that riley clifton train uh one yeah, thing man. i was just gonna add on on Lindholm was in his uh post game interview he had said like you know i hope i can make mcavoy of his of his first game as a brew and he was like i hope i can make mcavoy a better player and he's obviously going to make me a better player um and i like seeing that because like i think lindholm's a skilled guy but he's obviously like in awe of mcavoy which i think just as bruins fans know we feel like he doesn't get the full credit he deserves people say yeah he's a great young defenseman and stuff but we're like he's norris trophy worthy like come on um and so I thought that was really cool. But at the same time, Lindholm's a great player. Yeah, I think he is going to make McAvoy a great player uh, or a better player just because, I mean, Grizzlick and him were good, but I- I'm really excited now because Grizzlick and Carlo, I think, have always been a decent pair because they play to each other's weaknesses. You know, they kind of they kind of like cover that their weaknesses is in Grizzlick's a really good offensive forward. Carlo is a very stay at home. Like for a while with Carlo, it was the same thing I thought about Zidane Char. And I think a lot of people thought about Zidane Char later in his career. Get the puck off his stick, please. He's just going to fucking turn it over. Um, so I always thought, you know, that kind of pair really was working out for them. And I'm glad they can just be a solidified second pair there. McAvoy, Lindholm, heading it up. 
And I would love to see a, a Riley Clifton scenario there. And me and Chris can just be just, just ride them all the way to the cup, dude. They, they'll both have fucking 24 assists and 15 goals. Like, it'll be great. Cheers to that, man. All the Josh Brown disrespect happening right now. <laughs> I do love Josh Brown. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I over him in our in our last episode we talked about. We were like, yeah, he's a guy. Like, sure, I don't. By the way, people that were going nuts, there were people actually livid about that, and I was like, what the? It's a nothing trade. Like, it's it literally just like they get they got Senishin to go home. Like, that was it's, it. That was the whole thing. And like, if, if because he's Bruce your ninth like Bruins fans can't look at something and say like, "Oh, this is just like a just guy a thing. who's never gonna be anything," and we're getting a guy who's like just a an emergency depth option. It's literally their but job. They they have to look at it as it's literally first round pick for Josh Brown. <laughs> That's it's, it. Seriously, it's literally just like they got rid of John Moore. So here's our John Moore. But hey, look, he's way fucking cheaper, and he's gonna give us the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> like that's. I mean, he's he's trash, but like I don't care. Or the yeah, the other right, thing that with Moore it was he's trash, and I do care because he's he's, he's Jared Tenorti. The, the the part that in in addition to winning the cup, if the Bruins were to to win the cup, the thing that I, I think would be absolutely awesome that's going to make so many Bruins fans' heads explode is when you explain to them that Tuka Rask gets a ring for it because <laughs> he played this year. He gets a ring. He doesn't Second get ring. Yeah. He's got two rings. <laughs> That'd be great. That's going to piss a lot of people it off. <laughs> I am going. I will run rampant. <laughs> on Twitter, if they win the cup and Tuka gets a ring for it, Tuka's Tuka's second ring, Hall of Fame guarantee. Con Smythe, Con Smythe. Uh, I don't even Pat, care who wins the cup. Rask for Con Smythe. So uh, when Minnesota Patrick, you, wins, you, you had some questions for me on on the Twitter. Do you want me to read those off, or do you want no, to ask, no, you don't have to them read them off. off. Yeah, like, like I was saying, I I put way too much text in there for you to read those things off. So uh, yeah, Chris, you can't read. It's also true. <laughs> he just makes missiles. He spelt his last name spelt wrong. Gear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I was listening to the episodes last week, and first of all, I have a little bit of a request for you because I often listen to this podcast while I'm out running. So some of these episodes that you do that are like 27, 28 minutes, just don't do it for me because they're not long enough. So usually my runs are like. 32 to 35 minutes. So if you could, could you please kind of make sure that all the episodes are right around that length? Because that, that's what works. I will literally, <laughs> if I'm editing and I find it's any less than that, I will literally just like ramble and talk to you okay, personally as you're running. I'll be like, keep going at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> so That'd be great. Just, just, just mix in dirty water. Just play dirty water randomly like 18 minutes in. But only in fifteen seconds, second clips for eleven DraftKings, eleven DraftKings ad reads. DraftKings gonna pay us triple for it, and it's just Pat's ad read eleven times while he's running. (laughs) While I'm running, Drew, this this would really, this would really help as well if you really were to get this going. All right, so that, that would be good if we could hear that as well. So last week I, I was out running, listening to you guys talking about the Lindholm trade. And it, 
you were talking not so much about the trade, but also the extension that he got. And some of the things that were being said were driving me a little bit bonkers. Like I immediately wanted to pick up the phone and call you guys and say, like, you're nuts. Because of all the people that seemed to make the most sense that was on it, Lancey was the one making the most sense. Because I mean, Lancey he, was he the, one the one saying, <laughs> like, if you're going to go for it, if you want to win the cup now during the, the, the Bergie window, this is the trade that you do. And I, I think you all agreed that, yeah, that the trade was fine for getting Lindholm in there for winning the cup for now. But it seemed like the main concern was the contract extension. So the, the gist of the question that I was asking Chris that I wanted to ask uh, both Chris and Cam, who, of course, dodged this because I think he's afraid <laughs> of the questions, is how much are you really willing to overpay in order to win the cup now? And it, when I say overpay, it's not always just in terms of dollars, but also, like we were saying earlier, Lindholm wanted term. He wanted the eight years. And I think everybody says, well, that's ridiculous because a 28-year-old defenseman going eight years is going to be 36 years old at the end. He's probably not going to be all that great. And it probably is one of those contracts that you know the GM signs knowing this isn't going to be my problem by the end of that. But my whole thing with that was I don't care for the exact reasons that Lancey was saying. Like I was listening to you guys saying like, oh, no, that's like way too long. We can't do that. But Lancey was saying this is exactly what you do when you want to win the cup. You make the move and you do what you need to do. And I agreed with that, giving him the money, giving him the term. If that's what it takes to get the player, then great, because what's the alternative? If the alternative was that the Bruins talked to Lindholm's people and they said, we're not giving you eight years. And he said, well, then I'm not going to sign with you. So you don't get the player. So how far are you willing to go to actually win the cup now? Like for, for example, a few years ago, we saw that the, the Red Sox were switching off between winning the World Series and being in fifth place. Like, would you prefer that they win championships and then suck? Or would you prefer that we have the Bruins that we've had for, since 2012 where they're pretty good, they make the playoffs almost every year, but we have no cups to show for it. So which is better? Is it all or nothing, or is it just pretty good forever? Which would you guys prefer? All right, so Patrick, before, here's my rational take. Oh, Drew's going to hop in before. No, 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 before, I just need to... Because I, 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 yeah, that was, that's a great take, Pat. All right, so Copy here's paste. my... Here's my thing. I, I think you're operating under the false premise that Hampus Lindholm is the the guy who gets you the cup. So that's like overpaying Hampus Lindholm to me isn't the move that puts you over the top. You're, I mean, Colin said it earlier. You're improving the already the strength of your team and not really addressing the needs. Um, I kind of disagree with a lot of people as to what the needs of the team were. Like, I, I think Eric Hollow works perfectly fine on that second line center. I think that uh, people kind of look at him, look at him as a plug. Like, you can put anybody there between those two guys, and and they'll succeed. I think he has some complementary skills like puck retrieval and stretch passes that kind of work uniquely with those guys. But um, I, I think if you were going to add a really strong winger. Um, like if you, if you put Claude Giroux on that first line, like that's something that immediately makes those top two lines super scary. Uh, I don't think Jake DeBrusque is terrifying anybody in the playoffs, 
Um, I don't mind him there. I think like him filling that spot allows for that second line to to work better and for the third line to work definitely better because I think Craig Smith with Charlie Coyle is great. I think Mike Riley is a totally perfectly good second pairing left defenseman. I think Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzlick, like one of the best defensive pairings in the league. Um, so one, you're already kind of messing with chemistry and stuff that's already been established. Um, and I, I really hate messing with things that work in hockey. Cause I think hockey is weird. And once you start messing with things, when, when things are going well, that's when things start to kind of, Oh no, suddenly like this pairing's not working. Do we juggle it? I mean, like already we're looking at Mike Riley, who is a really good defenseman and he's been scratched for two games. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I, you, you win those two games, so I'm not complaining about it or anything, but I mean, that's, that's a little annoying to me, especially as a, as a big Mikey Riley Stan. Um, as far as how much am I willing to overpay for something like, yeah, if it, I, I mean, the price on closure wasn't super high. Um, but like if his stipulation was, Hey, you got to resign me to like a six year deal at my age in order to get me on this team. I, I think you have to look, it's not just about money. Cause I think you can always do things to get around the salary cap. Like uh, you can trade people, you can, uh, uh, you, uh, you could throw people into the sun or whatever, and maybe just, you know, buy them out and pay a little bit extra. We saw that with the back contract. Um, I mean, John Moore, we eventually got out from under that contract to get Hampus Lindholm. Um, yeah, it, to me, it's also about managing those assets. Like if you're looking at, if you're looking at a deal that's going to get you the cup, and, and that's the other thing, it, as it's hockey, like you can only do things to marginally improve your chances, and still it's going to come down to a lot of luck. So pushing in all your chips on one deal that is only going to marginally improve maybe your already biggest strength um, seems like a mismanagement of assets in the now. So it's not necessarily like, all right, so we have, we gave up all these picks for this guy and that's just like what we would have spent this year on a different trade. It's also looking at like down the road, like next year. Um, like what if, we're trying to extend this window. What if Bergeron comes back and like, this is, this is still kind of what we have going into the next year. Maybe there are better options at the trade deadline next year that you could have used those assets on. It's, it's more about maximizing opportunity, not necessarily about pushing all in for this year. Um, and, and I don't think it's like a bad, a bad deal. I think like that's a good guy to go after. And I think, you know, signing up for multiple years, you do have a chance to win this year, next year, but you are limiting your opportunities to do things next year. If you, if, what if the Bruins go out in the first round this year and you're looking at next year and all right, well now we don't have the second round pick that we were going to use next year, or the first round pick next year to like move those for somebody at the deadline. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. forever. Drew, go ahead. Sorry. There's a couple things that you said that I need to respond to that. I'm not going to remember. One thing I will say is uh, what popped up on my Facebook memories today from 2013 was, wow, the Penguins got a Ginla. 
you might as well just give them or Chicago the cup. It was right in part because Chicago won that year, sadly. But it just reminded me of that. You know, you go you go in on one player, and it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the cup because look at what happened. Um, but I think in terms of Lindholm, you kind of just mentioned this, Chris, with the Bergy window. If he resigns, could be a couple more years. Lindholm is going to help you for a couple more years. Like he's he's right now he's twenty eight. I, I literally just years, said that, Drew. <laughs> I know the next four years of that contract. That's good. Like like I'm I'm with you on that part. I think it's a fine price tag. I think what you you said, Patrick, during your your question slash your your take on it, I agree with. I was I was one who agreed with Lancey there, and I can see the concerns, Chris. But I think that's what you got to do, Sweeney has so many times just like he's been close in the running there for a player and has backed out, been a little too conservative. And like, this is just an instance where it's like, all right, I am going to go. And maybe there is that mentality. Yeah. I'm probably not going to be here in eight years unless the Bruins win like fucking six cups in the next eight years with Lindholm. Then I'm, then I'm fucking there. But like, all of fame it, career there. I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, he's finally going all in there and maybe it's not all in, in the terms of, yeah, I'm going to give up these picks. I'm going to give up these players to put us over the edge to make that trade work. I think, you know, if it's this via contract, it's a similar train of thought. And maybe that's a barrier that prevented other trades in the past that we don't even know about because it wasn't reported, but it was because the Bruins weren't really or Sweeney and Neely, you know, whoever they both, they both call the shots there. There's a bunch of people in that office that, that call it. I mean, it's mainly them together, I feel. And, yeah, so I, I'm fine with them doing this. I think defense was their biggest weakness this year. And I think going all in, it's also going to be a weakness. Going biggest forward. weakness? Yeah, I think just the defense. They're number is, one in the league in expected goals against. I, I just think, like, quality-wise and long-term playoff run, like, I really don't – like, I didn't like <clears> – <throat> What was I the – I mean, like you're you're the biggest. I don't like Forbor Clifton as much as I love him. Isn't that great? He's still going to be playing. I I think you needed that was the biggest place you needed to add, and now they then have. Why a didn't they add a board. right defenseman other than Josh Brown? I don't know, man. Sweeney's crazy. <laughs> he makes these kind of moves, and he's like, you know what, Josh Brown, come on down. And clearly, um, he didn't plan on moving Riley to the right side because he's being scratched. I. It, you know that that's Cassidy, bro. And Cassidy's no, Cassidy's great. You, you I'm don't think saying, Sweeney can just say, "Hey, really... I got this guy to move Riley to the right <laughs> just... side," and Cassidy would say, "Yeah, okay." No, no, because Sweeney said, "I got Josh Brown. Start him with like, on the first pair," and then Cassidy said, "Look what no, you did, Patrick. You started shit." <laughs> oh, this is great. No, I just yeah. think I think defense was the place they really needed to add this year. Like you said, Chris, you're fine with Hall there, and I agree for the same reasons. He has those attributes that are really do pair well with uh, with Hall and Pasta. Um, I would like someone better there, sure, but he is more than a plug, like you said. Uh, so I think defense was the place they really had to go out and get someone, and uh, I'm happy think, Sweetie did it. I think third line left wing and first line right wing were were bigger areas of need than yeah, but like than first pairing left defenseman <laughs> i i just i just think i think it was the right move and and long term too because yeah really, so i, I, I mean it's do. i'm i'm like arguing against it but also like now that it happened like i i wouldn't undo it i've i've seen hampus lindholm play i think he's a good player and i think it's going to be really tough to evaluate the trade 
because Charlie McAvoy is going to make anybody who plays with him look good. Um, but I mean, he's a, he's a fairly mobile big body who seems like he's pretty good at getting the puck out of the defensive zone and has made a few really nice plays to keep the puck in the offensive zone using the big body. Um, and also he's a man rocket. So we can never have too many of those on the team. I will also say there are probably scouts looking at him for much more than we have ever in our lives looked at <laughs> hockey. I wouldn't be surprised if a scout said, hey, this guy's going to pair really well with McAvoy for X, Y, Z, A, B, C, L, D, F, Q, you know, all these well, reasons. Boston Pride are now losing. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I just saw that too. And Chris, you also allude to wanting Sweeney, the Bruins, to get more at the deadline, to get forwards. But we also saw what was available. So If, I, I if think, it's not there, I'm fine with them not making the move. Yeah. There, it, a so lot. That's the biggest thing. That's the, sorry, I've been – Yeah, check in, man. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the deal wasn't – I mean, they were – okay, like, they were in on everybody. Like, and we say this every year. They were – their offer for Giroux was better. And Giroux said, no, I don't want to go to Boston. I want to go to Florida. Same thing. So everyone that was criticizing the Hall, Sweeney for Hall last year because uh, that what that didn't count because Hall forced his way there. Giroux pretty much was like, I'm going to Florida. And that's why the deal also took until whenever it took because that deal was really done like three days before. And they were just trying like, but yeah, but like, look at these offers. And he was like, you're sending me to Florida. So he gets his way to Florida. So that deal's gone. That deal's not there. They're still in on Garland. They want Garland. Vancouver didn't sell. Vancouver, they've just sold nobody. They're apparently going to give Miller a huge deal, which is insane. But they're keeping everybody. The one the one player they got rid of was Tyler Mott, which, I mean, whatever. Who else moved that we looked at and said, that's the piece, that's the winger? It, the deal wasn't there. So, And if you look at the Lindholm trade, too, part of the Lindholm trade for a while was it was going to be Lindholm and Raquel. Raquel didn't want to talk extension with Boston. He only wanted to talk extension with Anaheim so that he didn't make it over here in that trade, which, to be honest with you, I'm pretty fine with. He's like um, especially if that would have costed more. Jake DeBrusque, and it would have been expensive. He probably would have been, because he plays really good on lines with, um, when he doesn't have to be the, the primary play driver, Ricky Raquel, is a very good player and he's the finisher on those lines. He's just going to score. Like it's just what he does. But so it, it would have been a good fit. Yeah, of course. But again, if it makes the deal more expensive and again, if it doesn't work out, it's a rental that you paid extra for. Um, but the deal just wasn't, there was no real big other, there weren't really that many guys available. I mean, like, like Kessel, like I don't see move the deal. I mean, I love Kessel. That would have been interesting. Would have been hilarious. I would have loved it. But like, <laughs> I just don't think that the deal was there. And I know that like it wasn't like a, they just said doesn't even Lindholm, That's all we want. Would, I, don't I don't think he, he wants to come back here. I think he loves playing golf every day, and then going down into his movie theater basement with one chair and watching <laughs> movies and playing poker. That's just what he wants to do in the sunshine. That sounds like what I want um, to do, though. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I, that was not a criticism, you know? That was, like, a good for him. But I just don't think that deal was there for a palatable price. Like, 
another guy that moved that the Bruins were linked to and they were interested in, but like Andrew Kopp, does he move the needle as a top no. six forward? No, I don't know. Like, I don't want that guy. So I think a lot of teams that probably should have sold didn't. Uh, and then you look at like Vancouver, just other guys that Vancouver moved. Basically that's, that's what I was saying. Pat. So like what, right when you, when you walk, cause I know the Bruins are, they're still, they still really want Connor Garland. Um, I do. Too. And they've been, they've been there since he went, I mean, like before he went, I mean, there was when they were in on OEL, part of it was Garland too. Like, so I just don't think the deal was there for that forward. And at the end of the day, like you're never going to, like, it didn't really matter if they added Claude Drew, you're not outscoring Florida in a playoff. Like you're just not going to happen. Tampa's got all the firepower in the world, Toronto, you're not going to outscore them either, but you give yourself a chance when you are able to play lockdown D and you have that top four shutting guys down. So like, Again, I don't think their plan was Lindholm and Lindholm only. Like, if you look at the way they constructed that deal, they came out with the same amount of cap space. Um, and again, I think, like they, I think were, they probably they were went hard guys. after Chikrin, but they, I, yeah, I don't think Arizona then, was ever planning. Ari- on Arizona made the right choice. Like, don't don't they, they don't have to do it now? You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get the same price now that you will. Like, at, there's going to be the plenty more order. teams, right? Yeah. I mean, I assume he ends up in LA. Um, I think they're still it's it came like if they, if he was going to move like I don't think Shikar and I don't think he wants to play here either, um, which I mean he's not going to obviously now but uh, I would assume L A ends up with him they have all the assets in the world it's crazy and he's just like a perfect fit there um, and he can stay on the West Coast but um, I just I just don't see the deal that was there to be made and I think it's like when they don't, when the Bruins don't do something for whatever reason, like any, whenever any other player moves around the league that fans have watched either like score on the Bruins or like watch the highlight real goal. And then they're getting traded somewhere else. So like this fucking idiot, Don Sweeney, he's never going to do anything. But like, it's not like, like, yeah, they're, they're in and there's 30 other teams that didn't get the player either. <laughs> like, it's like, just because they, they don't end up here doesn't mean they didn't try. And I mean, like, if we're going to talk about giving up assets for Hampus Lindholm, like, if you look at whoever anyone else wanted, like, it would have been even more. So it's it comes down to the fact that, like, your window. I don't. I know everyone says once Bergeron go, goes, the windows like it's officially closed. But in this stupid ass league, if you can give up like less than two goals every game, you're just automatically giving yourself a chance. So. Um, I don't know how much I buy into the fact of when people like this absolutely keeps this Stanley cup window open, but it definitely at least keeps you in that playoff race. And it gives you a chance to add wingers, add centers, whatever, add forward depth, whatever you fucking need to score goals in this stupid league. Um, if you have that good defense, which the Bruins have done forever, like literally forever, they've just built from the back out and you have a young Jeremy Swayman who, I mean, sky's the limit for the kid. They, they, he just kind of came into the league and just was nasty. Um, so I think it, with the way the Bruins have always operated, they give themselves a chance when they're just not giving up high danger chances. They're not giving up goals. Um, and from there, you just try to find the firepower. Like you said, Hall of, like he, the Hall of Famer, baby, is my guy since day one. I've been going nuts. Uh, now he's finally my son in Boston. He's older than me. Um <laughs> But, like, you kind of plug around. You got Taylor Hall. You got David Pasternak. Like, I don't really see the window just shutting, like everyone says. it. When you have one of the best defense in the league, you have David Pasternak. You have Taylor Hall. Like, then you have a young Jeremy Swayman. Like, you're just going to keep yourself there. So, um, 
like, yeah, I would have fucking loved Claude Giroux or the Bruins, but he didn't want to come here. Vancouver didn't sell. And there really just wasn't that many other guys right now that like were all that palatable to give up a big price for. So, um, you know, I was hoping that they were going to add another forward, whether it was, you know, a two C, which again, I don't really think is a, as big of a deal as everyone made. Um, or a top line right wing, like, but the, the deal just wasn't there. And like of all the players that ended up moving, I just don't know which one really would have moved the needle that was realistic. So, um, you know, if they did have to settle with one move, I'm pretty okay with having Arturi ridiculous. Lekanen. Yeah, just uh, add add another defensive forward, baby. That's all I we just, need. I'll just or say, less goals somehow. I'll just say I don't care if the deal wasn't there because Don Sweeney went to Harvard. Should be. Making them happen. No, I, yeah. Yeah. Copy paste everyone. I, everyone's right. It's the Brewers and Bruins. Pun. It's pretty great. It's pretty great that we're all smart and right about everything. It's just like the but here's the podcast. thing with the Lindholm. The people that were just like going nuts about the extension. It's like, do we think he's 36 years old? He has one good year of hockey left and that it's going to be seven years of dog shit. Like, I don't understand exactly. why everyone's like, he's going to suck. Obviously you got four years, you got four years. So he, I mean, that's only 50% of it, but I think you have four solid coming off years a couple there. of injury years. My worry is that like, okay, we get a half a year out of him, And then next year we get a, another half a year out of him, And then he's injured for like an important part of the season. And then he comes back from the injury. He's just not the same. I don't know. But that's I, I any like, player, though, you know? Like, it's any, yeah, it's any player. At, it could happen except, to McAvoy. I guess. It could. Like, I mean, at the like age Carlo, of, Carlo has, like, 11 concussions. Like, I, like the shit happens. I, yeah, uh, I, like, I guess that that's the case. But uh, but also, I just mean, it, it, reco- recovery from injury is way more likely for somebody who's, like, 23 than it is for somebody who's, like, 31 or whatever. He's oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 I mean, there's risk. I'm not saying I'm not saying there's no risk, but like, it, like you just, were saying earlier, Pat, like, who I don't give a fuck about like five years from now, like whatever. The, yeah, the, the, also, the, su- like, the success six, of five these is also not year, insane. Yeah, the 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 success of eight year deals is pretty. Uh, oh yeah, pretty low percentage. Pretty low. Oh, yeah. uh, like I I mean the the Stamkos deal like is looking like it'll be totally fine aside from a couple of missed injury seasons but like i don't know that's that's a star center and now he's their second line center or like sometimes right wing i don't know um i think he's yeah i think he's a, he's like the wing now because they got sorelli there who's yeah. insane that kid is kind of good pisses me off but he's kind of good eh? he's gonna be uh selkie votes he should be he's top five right now probably he's got I mean, Braden Point, pretty good Point's one of those guys too. Like he's just that good when he's on the ice. That and like Tampa also just collectively is just a complete wagon. Yep. Like (laughs) they're they're who I'm worried about the most most this year. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like that's the thing with the Atlantic too, right? Like it's it's murderers row and then terrible. It's weird. Like Mm -hmm. literally half and half. But like, if you if don't you talk about up, my like, Detroit Red Wings like that, <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely insane that, that the Red Wings are the. the yeah, do you no. see that? They just stat, got dude? fucking. They've stomped. now, yeah, they've now had games where they've given up zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven goals. Like they have lot. <laughs> like they have games where they've given up zero through eleven goals. Dude, if insane. you look at the, uh, I forget what outlet it was, but they put out this like 
these stats for for the Red Wings and how bad their goals against average is, which is like 3.8 or something. It's like one of the worst in the past like 30, 40, 50 years. And then they they did another graph for like more history. I forget. It was a more advanced stat. I think Chris would like it. Um, but they were like the worst in league history. Colin like, chose violence like, tonight. Like, it's just, it's just cra- yeah. But it's yeah. just crazy how like fucking bad they are. But Montreal's worse. They were the first team to that. That's amazing though. Montreal was the first team to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs after. That's the, that's the beautiful. classic beautiful thing. That's the classic yeah. like NHL brain thing though. Like that team lucks their way into the playoffs, goes on a hot streak, gets to gets to the Stanley Cup final via an unorthodox lo- fucking playoff. Then format. then loses like 3 out of their 5 most important players and then they decide that they're going to be contenders and like the whole like the the whole offseason they make some like aggressive trades to get players to who aren't as good as the players that they're replacing. And I mean, they uh, could have just re-signed Phil Deneau. Like the fact that they were just like, Phil Deneau was, was a guy that I wanted for the Bruins to replace David Krejci. He is the one, he's the real Patrice Bergeron light. They're literally like, it's, it's, oh God, he's so nasty. I can, and now I can get a Deneau Jersey. That was a hefty deal, but I mean, he's good. He's incredible. Like he's, he's, it's ridiculous. He's so good. He rocks. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, Chicago nailed that trade. Also, um, assuming we're wrapping up soon, and we shouldn't talk about this, but besides besides Colin mentioning that one comment about Chris Rock, I think we're one of the only podcasts like in <laughs> in the world who has not talked about. I think that. legally. It- Legally, it has that. to come up once. Yeah, yeah. It has to come up once legally for the By next the way, the two pride, weeks on every the single podcast. Just killed off a five-minute penalty. I know, so, dude. Yeah. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> That's nuts. Um, Apparently, uh, by the way, what uh, the Pride Diehards uh, had had mentioned, um, or was it Pride Diehards? Oh, I don't want to give them credit if it wasn't them. But someone pointed out that uh, that uh, the last time in the Isabel Cup final that the uh, pride had to kill off a, a five minute major. Uh, it, it, it went well for them. In the end. Yeah. That was in the third period last year, right? I think it was right at the end of the game. I don't know uh, which period what's her it name? was, but Teresa just boarded someone like viciously from behind at the end of the game. Like, uh Oh, <laughs> uh Oh, here it comes. Um, Anyways, yeah, I'll I'll be covering the, the the Oscars on my other podcast uh, oh, tomorrow night. Foul it. Probably be posted soonish, but well, considering we went half an hour on the Lindholm thing, what what are they we've been going for an hour? But like, what are the questions we got in there, Pat? <laughs> that was about the extent my of my show I... now. <laughs> yeah, that that was the extent of what I had for it. Was just. How much that they're they're willing to to overpay to to win now, which of course is never a guarantee that you're going to win now, no matter what you do. But you, you know, sometimes you do have to push your chips in in order to have a chance at it now. Like if the Bruins hadn't gotten Lindholm, then clearly their chances of winning the cup would have been less. 
And obviously that's not going to be a good thing, but you can say, well, but we kept our, our pieces for the future. There's always the future. And how long can you keep saying, we're just going to hold our pieces for the future? Because we've seen how some of those pieces often work out without talking about people like Sension and Urho and maybe Beecher, but we'll, we'll see how those, those things go. Yeah, I, I guess. So I, I think to just like put it in math terms, I'm a, I'm a math guy. Uh, like a rocket scientist or something communications any any team that goes into the nhl playoffs has like a 15 percent chance of winning not not any team but like at best you have like an 18 19 20 percent chance of winning the stanley cup when you go into the playoffs and i mean like a guy like hampus lindholm moves the needle maybe one one and a half percent like that would be a huge percentage shift like to add one player and like move the needle that much um right because a, a player like lindholm i would say gets the bruins defense now to the point when you can pretty confidently feel as though they, they can hold anybody to two goals a game on any night sure there's going to be the the one-offs where they give up more but for the most part they should be able to hold teams to two goals which then when you start looking at the forwards, how do you defend those three lines if you're the other team? Do you want to go defend Berge and Brad? Or do you want to defend Pasta and Hall? Or do you want to defend Coyle and Smith? You can't do all three. I would love to defend Coyle and Smith. (laughs) Just from a hotness perspective. So you're going to let those others run free. You're going to take your chances with Brad. (laughs) That that's perfectly fine. I'm good I always, with that. I always take my chances with Brad. <laughs> so that that's the kind of thing that where I'm seeing in the playoffs. And of course, you know, we don't know what we're gonna get out of the the goalies. So probably looking like Swayman's the the playoff goalie, and yeah. you know, being the youngster, how's he gonna handle that? Is he gonna be you know Bennington quality and be able to make a run like that, or is he well, gonna? Let's, let's not compare anybody to Bennington. <laughs> Bennington's a cup winner. How how can we have any problem with that? So I, well, I, that's I, what I was going to say earlier too. With the top half, of the like the teams that are in the East, right? That are making the playoffs. Like Tampa's real. Tampa and like New York are the two teams with goaltending. You are like, yeah, that's not even. There's no questions. I mean, even right. like Shesterkin hasn't played the playoffs, but like I mean, Shesterkin's insane. Yeah. And then Vasilevsky's been there, done that, literally hasn't lost back-to-back playoff games since they lost to Columbus in the playoffs. Like, he's just – so it's, those are the only two teams that you're like, yep, they're surefire goaltending, don't have to really think twice about it. Other than that, like, I mean, I love swimming to death, but he, he's never – he's had, like, one period of playoff hockey. Toronto, to, I don't even – To be fair, I don't Campbell think Swayman, alive? I, I don't think Swayman – uh, strikes me as the kind of guy who would shit his pants ever. Like he, right? I'm just saying, he, he a, strikes me still as like a, a relative a, unknown, though. You know what? I, like it's still yeah, not. Well, like he, just, he just strikes me as a guy who like, just doesn't care about anything. Like, or do, like yeah, I don't think anything. He's anything. smiling like a lunatic. It just like, goes just through a, his ears. <laughs> yeah, but like it's, in terms of like the goaltending too in the playoffs, we like it's just probably two teams in the East that you're like, yep, not even really thinking. There's no, like it's just they're they're fine. Other than that, there's quite you have questions about all the other goaltenders. Uh, I just, so I just, I just at the end of the day, I do, I do think you just give yourself a chance when your defense is that good. 
Um, and I, I, I also do think, by the way, that a lot of the Bruins defensive numbers too. I think they're relying on their forwards a lot. Uh, so I think that helps as well. Um, with those defensive numbers when you have Patrice Bergeron somehow putting up his best defensive season in his career at 37 years old. <laughs> he's he's going to win the fifth Selkie against I love this that guy. fucking guy. He should have yeah, won one rocks. last year too. Well, the he other advantage to, to Lindholm is just depth because like we saw in 2019 with, with losing a couple of defensemen, Greslick going down in the, in the final, you don't want to have to roll out a Josh Brown in, in the playoffs. So be yeah. able to, to have that kind of, depth is helpful very good point mm-hmm. um, i mean I, I feel a lot more comfortable like if if grizzly or like mike riley go down but also i, I wouldn't be uh, like if if one of the right defensemen goes down i'm still going to be nervous about it yep <laughs> i, I um, wish they had added there instead to, to, I'm, to... I'm totally fine with a uh oh shit <laughs> I'm totally fine with. I have it. two. Yeah. I have for the, two. For the listeners, for the listeners, uh, things. Taylor, Taylor Winskowski just uh, took it to the net and looked like she was going five hole. But two, two pride things. I just have to add real quick. One was the last five minutes of this game since they killed that penalty has been insane. Like it's just <laughs> been end to end, end to end, end to end. Like just fucking incredible hockey. Second of all. Uh, the uh, thing about the last time uh, the Pride had killed a five-minute major in the Isabel Cup final, I was half right because it was Spencer who tweeted it. Who? Wait, is Vanisova back? Is uh, is the head writer and editor over there at uh, Pride Diehards? I don't know I... the answer to the question you asked. I feel like I just saw her name on the back of a jersey there. <laughs> anyway... We're at an hour and 12. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, I, I think that's else. long enough for my next run to, to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you listen back. Don't worry. I'm adding about 30 minutes of DraftKings ad reads. Okay, good. <laughs> on repeat. So we got the penalty there. A couple of so did, did we ever get any opinions from Cam tonight? Uh, Cam, you got anything bad? you want to say? All right. He's always full of opinions. I don't know. He's uh, Portland Maine Rocks. Donut. <laughs> well, Don't beer in Portland. Be As man. per usual. I don't even think that's a phrase, but it's stuck in my mind forever, and I've started using it because I still, have, I still got a couple it. sips to go. So if you have another topic, I'm all ears. Um, <laughs> I. This is literally like half and half now. Right? Uh, yeah, I've got like three quarters of a beer. I'm the guy who has to All hit right. the end broadcast, but <laughs> sorry, I mean, I'm I'm down to just chill on on here for a for a bit and watch some watch some game. Should Pat, you should shotgun a Miller Lite. Then do that. Yeah, let's wrap up the pod. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. This was Brews and Bruins. Iggy Thump, the legs, drunk on a wagon to Mexico. Feel the sweat. My head's got a bump when I hit it on the radio. One of our most good ASMR for you.